Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. Thanks for joining me on my drive to work. What a great game last night from the Lakers. They came out with their foots on the gas pedal and didn't let up the entire game. They got the win 135 to 115 to take a commanding lead, commanding 3 to 1 lead in the first round against the Blazers. Let's get into it. The main story Last night was Mamba Day. The Lakers wearing their the uh, black Mamba Lore series uniforms that Kobe helped design back in 2017. And the Lakers came out with the Mamba mentality, foots on the gas pedal, didn't let up, and were pretty much amazing for the, the entirety of the game. Um, not a whole lot to complain about, which is great. They were, pl- they were playing championship-level basketball really for every every part of the game, except I will, there's probably one, one part that we'll get to that the Lakers really need to clean up, even last night. Um, but overall, really good basketball from the Lakers. Um, they came out. They got onto like a... 15-0 run to start the game off. Um, game ended up getting to uh, the score got to 24 to 8 at one point, which was pretty cool to happen on Mamba Day, especially in favor of the Lakers being up 24 to 8 as opposed to being down 8 to 24. Um, but LeBron was the leading point scorer. He had 30 points, uh, 10 assists, I, th- I believe, 10 or 11 assists. Um, and he did that in about 28 minutes. The Lakers were up by so much that they were able to rest their starters, play a lot of the bench, which is great. Um, one, one piece of news to keep note of, hopefully it's nothing too serious. We'll probably find out more. Um, Anthony Davis did go leave the game early due to back spasms. Um, hopefully it's nothing too serious um, and that he's able to return but he, he he played about 17 or so minutes scored 18 points he was playing great in the first half he was really really the the driver in a lot of the Lakers run in the beginning of the game he was lights out especially from that mid-range he was sinking pretty much every shot he took um, so great to see that out of Anthony Davis to start the game off and and yeah I mean the Lakers really just were running they were playing with so much energy it was it was infectious to the entire team and as you saw it a lot starting with LeBron every time LeBron got the ball um, off a defensive rebound or an outlet outlet pass he was running and gunning he was getting the ball running up the court there's there's times especially later in the game like in the third quarter when the Lakers were already up by a good amount where LeBron would get the ball and he was still sprinting down court with the ball like dribbling the ball and was beating his teammates down the court it would be LeBron like right behind the three-point line and five Blazers players (laughs) while the Lakers were still getting back across the court not that the Lakers were not hustling or anything it was really just LeBron was was playing with so much energy which was great to see 
Um, really great to get the win on Mamba Day, commemorating Kobe, commemorating Gianna with the number two patch on the jersey. Um, they really look great out there, even with the even in the uniforms. I, you know, my wife and I were talking about it, and we we're saying how it's so funny to see um, the Lakers wearing just like black and yellow. But and I was saying, I was telling her if if these if those uniforms weren't uh, commemorating Kobe, I'd probably hate them because Lakers don't wear black. Lakers don't need to wear black. It's just not really part of their look. But but since it's commemorating Kobe, honoring the Black Mamba totally different story loved it they look great Lakers played great um really just a great feeling overall all around offensively the Lakers um shot about 56 percent from the field for the game which was amazing I heard a stat on the way home from work last night before the game that the Lakers are at the time were 28-0 every time they scored or every time they shot 50 percent or better in, a, in the entirety of the game so now the Lakers are 29 and 0 so that's a you know obviously making shots helps you win games but uh that that should be something that the Lakers that we should look out for is if the Lakers are shooting well they are probably winning games and a lot of that has to do with the balance of their offense and defense the Lakers before the break or well before the shutdown um were a top five, top top five, maybe even top three defense in the entire league, which I think was kind of slept on because the Lakers had lost to the Clippers, they had lost to the Bucks earlier in the season, and it wasn't really towards like the March time frame before the season shut down where the Lakers were really locked in, they're really zoned in, winning the games that mattered, beating the Celtics, albeit in a close game, beating the Bucks, beating the Clippers, um, really coming out playing well. And then during the restart, it was hard to tell, hard to tell, hard to gauge where the Lakers were at, especially because we had lost Avery Bradley. Um, we had been on a four-month break. It was just hard to hard to see how well the Lakers were um, were playing defensively and even offensively. It just was not looking too good all around. So a lot of people got down on the Lakers, but the Lakers are back. In the last three games, playing their championship-level basketball. And a lot of it's coming from the defense. But when the Lakers are shooting 50% or more or better during the entirety of a game, then that paired with their great their great defense, it's not that I wouldn't say it's unstoppable, but it's it's that's championship-level basketball right there. So Lakers shot... 56% from uh, the field. They during the game, so they were, they got up by so much. There was a point where their biggest lead was 38 points, so almost 40 points. Um, and LeBron was just feeling it. You know, he was pulling up from almost half court, hitting threes. Like if we could get that LeBron every night, and I get LeBron's older, so he can't expend all the energy necessarily. Um, but on the nights where he's feeling it, if we can get that LeBron 80. Even 75% of these playoff games, um, that's going to be scary. So, anyways, Lakers were feeling it. There's a certain there's a point in the game before the Lakers started putting in their bench where I believe there's there's a stat shown where they were shooting um, 
like 65%. So they were, they were shooting just about as good as we've ever seen them shoot, which was awesome to see. So much fun. And then from three, the three point line, they shot, uh, 43%, which for this Lakers team is pretty stellar. Danny Green hit three threes. Um, LeBron was four for five from three. Um, who else? KCP shot well from three. So we had a Marky Moore shot well from, you know, hit a couple threes. So it was great. It, the love was being passed around from behind the arc, which it's what I said in the last episode was if, you know, KCP, it's been great to see KCP playing well and shooting well, especially after game one. Um, but if we could get the other guys added to that mix of like, don't need them to be, they don't have to be shooting necessarily super stellar, but like just hitting a couple, you know, not, not just going one for five or one for six or, um, really increasing the efficiency throughout the entire team is it's going to be scary. And that's kind of what we saw yesterday is, um, Danny Green, Markeith Morris, KCP, Kyle Kuzma, um, and Kyle Kuzma got a lot of the, the, I will call it garbage time minutes, but like late in the game with the with the bench squad, so he put up a couple more threes. Um, he was shooting a good amount while he was in the game later in the game, but he was still his his jump shot was looking good. He was hitting he's still hitting a good amount of shots. So Lakers shooting forty three percent from behind the behind the arc was great, especially starting off the game that way. They started off the game where Anthony Davis hit some shots. Danny Green hit a three. Um, I forget who else hit threes, but there's a couple other people that hit threes earlier in the game. Um, and it really gave them the momentum that they needed to just keep rolling. Really, the when the Lakers struggle, they and and they're great at adjusting and, and coming back, but they struggle when they start off a game slow and aren't in a rhythm and have to kind of come back from that. So the fact that they were able to come out of the gates, hitting shots, running with energy, playing good defense was, was just so fun to watch. Like it, obviously like we know the Lakers, this Lakers team can do it. So it's, it's, um, good to see them do that. And hopefully they can stay in that rhythm throughout the rest of the playoffs. But at the very least from a fan's perspective, it's just fun to watch. It's, it's no fun. You know, the, Game uh, three, when they they still won the game, but they came out slow in the first quarter, and it's just like stressful to watch those types of games. And I get as we get later in the playoffs, um, the games are going to get tighter and tighter just because the, the opponents are getting better and better. But um, it's it's just fun to watch. It's fun to watch your team do well. So I'm just happy to see the Lakers. Um, are were playing well last night, especially you know it. The last time the Lakers played the Blazers, when there was some sort of when there was the Kobe um, context, I guess you could call it, or like storyline. Um, it sounds kind of weird to call it that because he he passed away, so it should be a little more serious than that. But um, the Lakers played the Blazers um, the first game after Kobe's death. And obviously that game was emotional. 
there was an entire memorial before the game. There was Usher sang, um, Wiz Khalifa and uh, Charlie Puth sang it. I think that was at halftime. Um, there were some speeches before the game. It was just like an overall very emotional game at Staples Center. Um, to the point where like it just didn't feel right even to play a basketball game after all of everything, all the memorial stuff. Like it just didn't seem as important. Um, so anyways, the Lakers played the Blazers that night in Staples Center and Damian Lillard came out and had like 43 points or 40 some points. Um, and the Lakers just had no energy. They lost the game. It was a kind of, you know, a bummer that the Lakers lost that game just because we were remembering Kobe and like, it just would have felt right to win that game. Um, so, and again, like I said, in that moment, like there was basketball was not the most important thing, uh, especially that one regular season game. It just wasn't the most important thing that night, even that week. So, I'm not saying that I'm mad the Lakers lost and whatever. Like it, it just was a bummer that the Lakers lost after everything, you know. So, it was fun for the Lakers to get a win, get a little revenge actually on the Blazers. Um, on Mamba Day, another day where we're remembering Kobe, um, commemorating him. And we had, like I said, commemorating Gianna with the patch on the jersey and all that stuff. So it was um, just fun to see. Fun to see them get a win with all of the the Kobe Day stuff going on throughout from, you know, the beginning of the day to the end of the day. You know, we had the beginning of the day, all the posts about Kobe and all that stuff on social media. Um, stories about Kobe, articles, um, just a lot of fun content to read, albeit sad considering that he's passed away and everything, but like fun to, I don't know about you guys, but it's been fun for me. I've really enjoyed diving into all the Kobe content I can get my hands on. Um, so it's been, you know, I've just really enjoyed reading all these articles and posts and, and videos on social media and whatnot. So to like start the day and have the whole day go from that to um, to ending the day with the Lakers and then the Lakers getting a win and not only getting a win but just dominating the entire game it was just it just felt so fulfilling for as a Lakers fan so um, anyways little rant little uh, rabbit hole there on that one but um, so much fun with the Lakers win so they, they played they shot well from the field shot well from behind the three. The one thing I meant that I mentioned they didn't do well, again, is free throws, um, which they really need to get that cleaned up ASAP because uh, as the games get tighter, the free throws are really going to start mattering a whole lot more. Um, I mean, even in game three, the Lakers' free throw discrepancy mattered a lot in that game because they were down. You know, they never got down by more than nine points, but for a lot of that time where they were down by nine points, they had already missed 10 or more free throws. So like they had, they just made all their free throws, they would have been not losing. Um, so last night Lakers ended up with a 66% free throw percentage, um, which is not good at all as a team. Um, you know, I need to go back and look and see who 
shot the majority of those free throws and kind of who was the main culprit for the poor free throw shooting. I know LeBron shot a few. I remember seeing him miss a few. Um, but the Lakers, they're just so good at getting to the foul line. They're so physical. They attack the basket so well that they really need to take advantage of it. Um, and that's going to – that it free throws, especially with – because the Lakers, they went – they had 30 free throw attempts for the game, and they made 20 of them. So, like, still making 20 free throws in a game is pretty good. Um, I think game three they had, like, 40 – three free throw attempts um so like they're getting a ton of free throw attempts and they this is like something that they're really good at is getting to the line getting fouled forcing teams to foul them um and so taking advantage of those could really swing a series especially um a series against the clippers or um the rockets teams that are better that have that are going to keep the games close they're still it's still gonna be hard to cover Anthony Davis and LeBron it's gonna be hard not to foul Dwight Howard if he gets the ball down low same with JaVale McGee um even like Kyle Kuzma slashing to the basket he's a big guy he's like 6'9 um so it'll be hard not it's hard not to foul him it's just the Lakers have a lot of size and physicality and and especially because they're not a stellar three-point shooting team they drive to the basket a lot um, and I mean that's LeBron's mo. Like that's his, that's his strong suit. That's his game. So the Lakers drive to the basket a lot. They force fouls, and getting thirty to forty free throw attempts in a game um, can really, you know, I mean, like you look at, you look at, um, say it's like a high, a highly or a well played defensive matchup type game where the the teams are scoring it's like lower scoring points right so like the let's just take it for example game one of this series where the Blazers won 100 to 93 that's a very low scoring games for today's NBA um, which is either it either means that there's poor offensive play or really good defensive play or, or a little bit of both Um but in a game like that, when you're getting 40, 40, 43 free throw attempts, that's almost half of the points that the Lakers scored in that game. And that's a poor, that's a poor shooting game um, where they only shot 15% from behind the arc and like 30-something percent from the field. Um, but if you can revert that poor, the poor three-point and uh, field goal percentage to getting free throw attempts and a good free throw percentage then that could change the entire game because that's half that's a half the points that the Lakers even scored in that in that entire game um and even even in this game where they scored 135 you know 40 40 attempts 40 and they made all those 40 points is um a pretty significant percentage of even a high scoring game so all I have to say you guys know this most likely but like free throw attempts can really change a game depending on whether you make or miss them um so lakers really need to clean up their free throw percentage um get a little get that get that free throw i'd you know obviously you want to see 100 percent free throw shooting but um 
75-80% would be so much better for the Lakers, just especially trying to prepare for um, for the later rounds in the playoffs. Because the, the poor free throw shooting, it may not like... Well, it could lose you a game if it's a close game and you miss free throws late in the game. You know, it could lose you a game. Um, there's a lot of things that happen in a basketball game. You can't really point ever to one thing. But while the free throws may not lose a game or lose a series necessarily, it makes it a whole lot harder. And that's what I mean when I say, like, it could swing a series or whatever. It's like the Lakers, LeBron, let's just say LeBron gets 15 free throw attempts in a game. If he only makes eight eight of those then that's seven points and in a close game like seven points is a wide margin in a in a close game late in the game you know if you're up by seven with two minutes left like yeah you can make two threes two quick threes and make it a one-point game and then it's a close game but um it's also seven points is a pretty wide margin um later and as the, as the game gets later so I mean it just makes things harder on the team when guys miss free throws so while the Lakers played really really good for the majority of their offense last night the free throws still weren't great they basically shot the same percentage as they shot uh, in game three so um, they didn't get quite as many attempts but shot the same percentage so Definitely need to clean that up, get the free throw makes up, um, bring that average up, bring the percentage up. So, But overall, really good game from the Lakers offensively. So uh, hopefully, I mean, hopefully they're getting into a rhythm and we'll just see them keep rolling, keep hitting threes, keep making shots, and close out the series. Lakers Carpool is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well, with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And then let's talk quickly about uh, the Lakers' defense. I mean, there's not too much to say other than that. They're playing really good defense. Um, they had, I think they had, what was it, nine blocks last night. The Lakers, especially starting off the game, like Anthony Davis was killing it. He was everywhere. He was blocking shots, getting rebounds, getting those outlet passes out there quickly so the Lakers could get rolling on offense early on in the game. The Blazers just couldn't – the Lakers were just swallowing – it just felt like they were swallowing them up, whether inside near the basket or out near the three-point line. They weren't letting the Blazers get any real easy shots, um, and the Lakers were making their shots, which led to the Lakers getting up 15-0 to zero to start the game off. And, like, a 15-point lead to start the game, like, that's – obviously that can get erased. We've seen that happen multiple times, both with the Lakers and other teams. Um but especially with how this Blazers team, the Lakers have really done a good job at wearing down 
this Blazers team where they're they just look and we hear the the announcers say this during the game too but they just look exhausted like they don't have too much um too much left in the tank because you have to think back I mean like they played eight of these seeding games where for them every game was a must-win game because they were I think starting off the seeding games they were in the uh the tenth seed so they had to claw their way up to the eighth seed which they did they played great um and now they're again now playing playing in the playoffs must-win games and then against the Lakers they got they caught the Lakers sleeping in game one but the Lakers have have woken up and are it, it almost seems like when the Lakers are playing well it looks like they're running just their their MO is just to try and run the Blazers off the court like they started off the game like I mentioned on offense just like sprinting um, and this is what I said to look out for yesterday or my my podcast uh, my last episode um, is that the Lakers when they're playing well in this series they are running the court they are um, getting up and down both back both offensively and back on defense but um, especially offensively like they're getting the ball to LeBron uh, or even Anthony Davis I, we saw him last night get a rebound um, and just like sprint up the court and take the ball himself um, but we're getting the ball to LeBron, whether it's LeBron, KCP, Anthony Davis, really anyone on the team except for, like, JaVale McGee or Dwight Howard. Getting the ball, sprinting up the court, trying to get set, um, trying to catch the Blazers off guard on defense um, or even just beat them down to get some fast break points. So, anyways, the Lakers are doing that to, to keep the Blazers um, tired. And then the Lakers are just swallowing them up on defense, um, not letting them get any easy points. And you can just tell that they don't really have their legs under them quite as much anymore. So for the Blazers, um, Nurkic led the the Blazers with 20 points. Um, Damian Lillard, he played 17 or 18 minutes, only had 11 points. He did leave early with a, a knee injury, so... Uh, more to come on that. Not sure if how serious that is, if that's just like uh, soreness or not, but it looked like it happened when he was um, he was driving to the basket and made like a quick stop um, before trying to go for a layup. I don't, I mean, don't want to get ahead of myself, but it definitely didn't look, it's one of those things where like it looks, doesn't look bad, but it's the type of it was the type of stopping on your knee where it could tear an ACL, could tear a meniscus. You know, it could be a, a torn ligament, um, which would just be awful for Damian Lillard. Um, so hopefully, I do hope it's not anything too serious like that because those can, like we've seen with like Derrick Rose and other guys where it can really, tearing an ACL, especially one where you're going to the basket and you're doing something that you do often, in basketball where you're like driving it wasn't like a what I'm trying to say is it wasn't a fluke type thing um it can definitely be debilitating for players trying to make a return and rehabbing that and just even it's really all mental I I've torn my ACL when I as a freshman playing college football um where I was going up for a fade pass came down and 
basically the best way to explain it is I like hyperextended my my knee or my leg um, coming down from the trying to catch the pass and tore my ACL. So a lot of I mean the rehab is tough. It's really tough um, mentally just getting back to like because you're you have to keep your knee straight for so long. Um, and then even just trying to get back to like bending it and like getting it the strength back up to then like getting back used to even just running is really tough. So it's it's a not it's not easy to come back from. So all that being said, let's hope it's not that. Let's hope that it's just um, he just tweaked it a little bit and it it just takes a little rest or whatever to get back to be better. So anyways, Damian Lillard left the game early. He only played. Um, 17 or 18 minutes only had 11 points but you know before the injury the Lakers were doing a great job of of just staying in in Dame and Damian Lillard shorts not letting him get any easy buckets and he's so good that like he still made some great plays out there but um the Lakers did a great job containing him they've done they've done a great job containing him and then and really forcing the Blazers role players to step up and hit shots which they kind of did that in game one um I mean the Lakers still held them to 100 points which for this Blazers team especially with how they were playing in the seeding games is pretty low um so the Lakers but they they're really forcing um Dame to pass the ball and they're allowing the role player you know Gary Trent Carmelo Anthony um, even CJ McCollum, but less so him, um, really forcing, it's really Gary Trent and Carmelo Anthony to like hit shots where they're okay leaving them kind of open and then like closing out late, um, with the hope that they just don't hit the shot, which has kind of worked out. Um, and they're, they're leaving them kind of open because they're rotating over and either trying to, to kind of like double, it's almost like a soft double team on Damian Lillard where, um, they are trying to keep him just away from the three-point line and keep him away from the basket just to make things more difficult for him where he can't make a move easily and um, and make a play. So the defense has really been stellar for the Lakers, so hopefully they can keep that up. They can get a good strategy for the next round. Um, if, and, if and when they win their fourth game, to close out the series um but really all, all around stellar stellar effort last night on defense uh, the, the Blazers ended up getting up to 115 points but the Lakers really did a good job of containing them early and when really when the game was mattered by the time the the, the Blazers got up in points was really more garbage time when the bench was in when the Lakers had already kind of sealed the win so um, really good to see just all around good defense it wasn't just one guy you know Anthony Davis was was blocking shots getting in front of people um, and the great thing too is they're doing well they're playing good defense and not fouling a bunch like they're being physical on defense and not getting and not fouling which is, is great because that's what the Lakers do so well offensively, like I talked about, is they attack the basket and kind of force teams to foul them because they're so so physical. Um, 
whereas the Lakers are doing a great job against the Blazers at least at um, playing physical defense, being up in their grill, not letting them get a, a good shot off, but not fouling a ton. Um, the last couple games, the Blazers haven't had a ton of free throw attempts, which is good. So good physical defense, um, you know, all around from LeBron, from Anthony Davis, KCP, Danny Green's playing good defense. Um, Cal Kuzma, when he's in there, is playing good defense. Alex Caruso, I don't mention him enough. Um, he's really done a great job, especially being such a young guy in his first playoff experience, coming out, um, kind of taking over Avery Bradley's role on defense um, as the, like, the defensive guard guy. Um, really, he's done a great job against Damian Lillard. Uh, and even offensively, I mean, all of – the thing with with Alex Caruso is his his stats or his what he does well in a game don't really show up on the common stat um, stat line. So he's not going to always score a ton of points um, or hit a ton of shots or whatever. But he's always in the right place at the right time. And even last night there was a, a stretch where he made a few mistakes. He had some turnovers, missed a shot. Things like that. Uh, missing a shot really, isn't really a mistake, but like he missed a shot, had some turnovers, um, but then went back down on defense and was integral in a getting a steal or a stop. Um, and those are the types of plays where it really makes up for any lack in like. And I don't mean it's hard to say lack in offensive production because he's good at like being in the right place and like get, making. But he might not make the assist, but he makes the pass that makes the assist kind of kind of thing, where it's just like he's not showing up in the stat book or in the stat line where you see it always. Um, if you go to like ESPN or NBA.com or whatever, but he's really been, especially against because I was you know going into the series I was nervous because the Lakers losing Avery Bradley, I was afraid that the Lakers were going to struggle against teams with good guards. And the Blazers are a team with really good guards. So I was really nervous that the Lakers were going to struggle against Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. And game one, they did kind of struggle. And so I got extra nervous. Um, but since then, they've come out and they've really put together a good game plan to try and slow down those guys. Because you're not going to totally shut them down. Um, but you're definitely... What you need to try and do is slow them down and force their teammates to carry some of the weight as well so so Alex Crusoe has done a great job on defense at just really slowing Damian Lillard down when he's in the game um and keying in on him because you know every well at least for me growing up every coach especially my dad he always always had the the mantra that defense wins championships and there really is truth to that because even if you're having a poor shooting night if you can stop the offense and get the ball and you know only as long as you make a few shots you're going to win the game um and the Lakers are kind of proving that in this series where their their championship level performances and talent that we talked about these last three games a lot of it is stemming from really good defense um so hopefully the Lakers can keep that up hopefully they can close um use their good defense to close out the series on Wednesday night and move on to the next round.
let's quickly just kind of talk about what to expect from um, Game 5, Lakers-Blazers. Really, it's for me, the message has been the same, which is more of the same. Let's hope that the Lakers can can come out, play great defense. I mean, if they could do what they did in last night's game and get to like a 15 get to such a get to a wide um, margin early on in the game, then I think that's what really helps them because the Lakers they struggle they when they struggle they tend to struggle early in the game and then they make adjustments, and then LeBron and Anthony Davis play well in the second half, and it helps them come back, helps them win games. Um, but if the Lakers can come out with their gas, or with their foot on the gas pedal to start the game and then just continue it, keep it going, I mean, that's that's the best we could ask for. So um, let's hope that we see that. It'll be interesting to see... Um, you know, things to look out for in Wednesday's game is the status of Anthony Davis. Is he going to be okay with his back spasms? Um, he seemed to be, um, you know, on the bench. He was. Yeah, I, I heard, or I, I can't remember. I heard on the on the broadcast on TV, or if it was just on Twitter, but he was on the sideline with like a stem machine um, on his back. And he was just like standing up on the sidelines, um, but like whenever the camera showed him or whatever, he seemed like he was having a good time, smiling, talking to the teammates and stuff. So it wasn't like he it didn't seem like he was hurting too bad. Um, at least let's let's hope. But um, keep an eye out for Anthony Davis's status. He might. My guess is if the if the back spasms don't continue and the, it's not too bad, then he'll probably play. We might see him get some reduced minutes, depending on how the game's going, um, just to to give him a little bit more rest. But and then and then also, like I mentioned, Damian Lillard and his injury. Um, I could see if the injury is even if it's not as bad as like a torn ACL or meniscus or something. Um, I could see them sitting Damian Lillard just to try and like protect him from like hurting it even more I know that Damian Lillard he really of anybody in the NBA has that Mamba mentality so he's going to want to be out there no matter what so also wouldn't be surprised to see him playing um, even if his knee is a little bit sore so keep an eye out on those two injuries um, between Anthony Davis and Damian Lillard but overall I expect you know the keys to the game are what the Lakers did yesterday good defense good shooting attack the basket force the blazers to foul you get to the free throw line and make the free throws if the lakers can do that they can beat about anybody in this league in a seven especially in one game or in a seven game series so um i am very feeling very hopeful that the lakers will close out the series on wednesday night win the series in five games and then get a couple days rest while we watch the thunder and Rockets battle it out um, because the um, Rockets are the Rockets and the Thunder that series is, is going pretty well so or going it could go deeper than a lot of people first anticipated it um, which actually brings me 
kind of transitions me to the last segment, which is just to look around how things are going in the playoffs currently. Um, so that's really the main story for the Lakers is the Rockets-Thunder series. The Thunder beat the Rockets, um, forcing the series to go to 2-2. Two to two. So um, one of those teams has to win two games to win the series. So if the Lakers can win on Wednesday, then um, it'll, like I mentioned, buy them a couple of um, buy them a couple days rest while they prepare uh, for the next round, which would be huge because the Lakers, and that could be part of why the Lakers uh, came out slow to start this series was they didn't know who they were playing until a couple days before the series started because the Blazers and, and Grizzlies had the plan game over the weekend before the playoffs started. So the Lakers knew, of all the teams in the playoffs, the Lakers knew who they were playing last. So it's possible that that is what caused, or at least played a part in the Lakers' slow start. So if we could get the win, close this series out, and then um, be able to really prepare for either the Thunder or the Rockets, whoever, uh, that would just, that would, could be huge, in in just starting off that in that starting off the second second series, uh, nice and strong. So, and then the other big one to look out for, the other series to look out for is the Mavericks and the Clippers. So that game is also tied at two to two. Um, I still think I still expect the Clippers to win the series, but in order to do so, they really need to get Paul George to show up to some of these games. He's really been MIA. Um, so because both teams haven't necessarily played great or played super well, but Paul George not playing well has really allowed. Luca um, to really take advantage of the Clippers, and it'll be uh, it'll be fun to see the, how the rest of that series goes. But really, for the Clippers to win, they need Paul George to show up. So for them, hopefully, hopefully he does. But as for us Lakers fans, getting that even if the Clippers win the series, but it goes to seven games, then that's awesome. That's great for us because. The more, the more games the Clippers have to play, the more tired they'll be if they make it to the Western Conference Finals. So if the Lakers and them meet, you know, hopefully they have to work a little bit harder to uh, to get there. So hopefully, um, hopefully the Mavericks can keep can keep playing well against them and can force seven games. That'll be, be from a fan from a basketball fan standpoint. We love seven game series. We always love a game seven, so that'll be fun to watch. And then, um, and then tonight the uh, the Jazz and the Nuggets play. So the Jazz are up three to one. See if they can close it out. Um, if the uh, if if Donovan Mitchell keeps playing how he's been playing, then I definitely see that happening. Um, but all it'll all be fun to watch to see what happens, and and hopefully it all. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the Thunder can get the win tonight. Also, uh, maybe the or actually that was yesterday. They don't play tonight. Um, but hopefully the uh, Rockets and Thunder can uh, 
that that game might go to seven games. So really, it's all things are all looking pretty good right now for the Lakers in terms of how other series are going. A lot of the series are going longer, um, or have the uh, have the ability to to potentially go longer. So hopefully they do both for our uh, our entertainment as fans, but also for the Lakers' strategy in getting their opponents tired before they they play them. So. Um, so yeah, let's let's hope the Lakers can come out game five Wednesday night, get the win, and close out the series. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, Thank you so much for listening and go Lakers.